We're more socialized to listen to than our own inner voices. And it starts from the simple time of when you're a child and you don't know this woman that your mom's talking to. And she says, say hello to auntie. She's our neighbor. Don't be rude. And she wants you to be polite. And she's socializing you to be polite to people that she knows. But you don't know this woman. And your instincts tell you, that's a stranger and I don't feel like saying hello. Yet, we are socialized to override that inner voice and to listen to everything external but. And so it's just about relearning how to listen to the inside, which is your truth, which is the truth. Hi, I'm Susie Illion. You might recognize me from my cameo in Free My Willy. You're listening to The Dukan Show. Urban Life. Neighborhood banter. Pull up a seat and pass the time. The Dukan Show. Hosted by OT, Toothless, Urshad, and Reem. Welcome to the tribe. This is the job for you. So I was like, I shall not leave this healing center in Manila until I figure out what I want. How did you end up in Manila of all places? Uh, I actually was in Nigeria and I had come back from vacation and it didn't feel like vacation. I was stressed. I was anxious and I had no job and I was relaxing, but I was not relaxed. So I sat in Abuja in the capital where I live and I was like, all right, let me job hunt. And I couldn't even fathom accepting the contracts that were offered to me. I didn't have the energy, the capacity to take on any challenges. So I was like, I feel like shit. I feel like my brain is going towards worry and it's taking all my energy to pull it back towards neutral. Yeah. And that's not my natural state. And all my energy was going towards bringing my brain back. And I was like, I'm exhausted just doing that. And I'm not even working. So I called up my girlfriend who actually started the first healing center here in Dubai because of me. What's her name? Millie. I don't know. She started Third Eye Wellness. (laughs) Yeah. It's been done. Sure she's heard that? So she changed it to Sanaya. Sanaya. We used to have late night gelatos back in 2004, 2008, and she was like, really? Like, I don't understand. How do you see the world? And I was like, you know, da da da. She dropped her job in jewelry making and ended up becoming a healer and taking all the classes. Everything fell into place for her. She started Third Eye Wellness this year and then she found the husband she put her hand out she found the husband no drama husband because she worked out all her dramas Mm. and then she carried the baby who's like this bundle of joy and she opened this beautiful center and she was like whenever you want to come come and I said I'm coming I don't feel myself I'm coming to Manila she has a beautiful house mashallah and I stayed for a month I was an invited guest by the way for Mm -hmm. the month and I did my beginners class in theta healing um, which is alpha, beta, de- delta, theta. Theta is one of the levels of relaxation, yeah. meditation. It's when your brain waves are going Cl- in slow. In the sleep state? Is the, is it's that like the, a sleep yeah, state, okay, relaxed state, okay. meditative state. And that's when you can ask Allah, God, Creator, Jah, whatever you want, for whatever it is you want, whatever you believe in. So I did the beginners, advanced, and then I did a manifestation. And they said, because of the state you're in, your manifestations will be most powerful in your next two months. So I've been manifesting, but I actually don't know what I'm manifesting. And I've even seen a healer that's like, I can't tell you what to do because you actually don't know what to do. 
and because I told you I want someone to come and wave a magic yeah. wand you want and that someone might be Reem well, you know what wow. welcome home my little <laughs> welcome home baby welcome home no, I think I think what it is and, and this is something about emotional intelligence we sometimes get into this um, paralysis analysis situation tunnel vision from being cornered yeah, in yeah. our own human mind absolutely it's tunnel vision and and I I feel you know right now you actually feel very at peace to me I don't I feel like you're like you're you're confused I don't feel like you're lost I don't I ain't got no job and I feel freaking great right? quite an I'm not quite worried an at all yeah. the universe is providing abundantly look at where I am right and, now and it's love all it. yes absolutely it. and it is all love and I think yeah. that you yeah I was telling OT today like I feel extremely, and, and I have these. I have these weird. Te- I, I texted him. I was like, "Yo, what do you want?" Because I feel very powerful right now. <laughs> <laughs> like anything like, what do you want? What do you want? It's like and, a Christmas list. Yeah, it and I <laughs> actually said today, "I hope I meet a person who does X, Y, Z." And I actually think it might be you. And it's amazing. I feel very. I feel very good about it. And I nice. actually said, "Well, I think we need a little bit more of these kinds of jobs." And they kind of came in. The briefs came in today. So I'm feeling. I don't know what it is. But I'm feeling really good about things right now. Yeah. The universe listen the universe, to you guys. Yeah. Listen, we write our stories. Yes. And a lot of people write very miserable stories for themselves. Yeah. And because I'm in this theta state, I'm attracting a lot of people around me that are not happy for various reasons. Yes. Very mm. polished veneer. But when you have a, a glass of something and you hang out with them and you really get to talking, you realize that they're not happy at all. It takes a mm. glass of wine. Thank really. you. <laughs> exactly. One but, you know, I don't want to impose my <laughs> wine on anyone. Perhaps it's... It's a cup of herbal fresh tea. Whatever it is. <laughs> I mean, from theta healing to wine, so like right. Hey, yeah. no, listen, it's balance. It's all <laughs> about balance. So, what do you do when you're attracting people who need something? Um, I did this uh, theta healing not only to help myself but to help anybody around me because I do not want anyone to feel the way I felt. So, I offer it to everybody. Mm. So lately, I've just been hanging out with friends and. All of a sudden, it'll come to fruition. People that didn't necessarily were didn't feel open to talk to me are saying like, "I'm not feeling good. I have a slip disc. I feel like I'm not a good mom. I'm having a hard time maintaining the marriage. I feel overburdened. I'm like, are your teeth hurting? Yes, that's abandonment, overburdened. And I'm able to sort them out. And I'm feeling very powerful because you don't just say, you should go see a dentist. Well, I can actually do something. That's amazing. And I think that that's part of your energy kind of interacting in the world and helping sort things out. Because Inshallah. I, you know, I, I think that's part yeah. of what... I feel, know, I feel pretty ignorant right now in this conversation because, like, you guys seem to you understand. Because you've gotten yeah, through life on your looks. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> OT slept his way to the top. That's what he did. But I have... I'm, I've been hearing about that the healing for okay. a while. Like, I actually know... Um, an old high school friend of mine, Emirati girl, who got into it now, and she does classes for Emirati women. Beautiful. But I have no idea what that means. It's a good question because people that are listening might not even have a, yeah. any many idea what it means. Won't. So, first of all, it's something that's very taboo in many cultures because you're talking about, you know, marry, marriage issues or, you know, and mm. it's not very much welcome. And now it's become a very amazing fad, one of the great fads of Dubai. Um, theta healing, as I was saying, there's various levels of brain waves, mm. alpha, beta, delta, and theta. Theta is when you're relaxing on your bed or meditating or just in a very calm state. Okay. Your brain wave goes slowly. This is a great time to connect with creator, and you can give creator any name you want and ask for whatever it is you want or 
sometimes we work in life and you feel like you're working so hard but no, nothing's going for you or you keep attracting the wrong boss you have an underlying core belief that's working against you our subconscious is 6,000 times more powerful than our conscious you're in a ship you see the tip of the iceberg and it's massive but little do you know un- what's underneath is 6,000 times larger than what you actually see consciously so that's usually where we're working out of our subconscious so even though I tell myself I'm beautiful I might have had an experience when I was young there someone yelled at me and said you're ugly and I keep replaying that subconsciously and keep attracting that same message Mm -hmm. so it allows you to dig you know you come to me and you say I just I feel like um, people are taking advantage of me so I say oh well, what's the worst thing that could happen if people are taking advantage of you and then we keep going deep and deep and deep and I sound patronizing because I'm saying what's the worst thing could happen you could say death and I'd be like well what's the worst thing that could happen if you died and you really keep going deeper and deeper and then you say I feel like I'm no good and then I'll say can you remember a time maybe the first time ever in your relaxed state that you felt no good And then you remember, oh, one time I did something bad and my mom put me in a closet and I cried and she didn't hear me. And she said, you're a very bad boy. And ever since then, so I take that moment, I clear that trauma, I release all these beliefs that you have that are not working for you. And because you don't know what it's like to feel those things the opposite, I will download new feelings of goodness, of worth, of not being taken advantage of. And then you start to see things change. You see things change with your family relations, you feel see things change in your work relations, and you can manifest, you can do all sorts of things. You can heal on any level, physical, emotional, psychological. It's really what Reiki, Pranic, all these other amazing healing techniques, they rest underneath this umbrella of Theta Healing. Mm. Interesting. So now, you went to Manila to get this done, um, and you're saying you had two months of manifestation so what does that mean it means that my vibe like Rima just picked up she said my vibe is real cool real chill Mm -hmm. I'm I'm getting along with people that before it was a little bit like oh we don't really know each other everyone's really receiving my vibe whatever you're picking up from me that's the level I'm on right now It's theta. Do <laughs> <laughs> you get it, OT? Do you get it? <laughs> I'm really at peace. I don't have any angst. Um, I used to open my eyes, and as soon as I'd open my eyes, I wished that sleep would overtake me again because I felt so not ready to deal with the day ahead of me. When was this? Uh, the last few years. Oh, for a couple of years, huh? Yeah, I've been feeling like this, and it's been getting worse and worse and worse. You were in New York, right? Yeah, I think New York really messed with my energy. I love New York, but it's a hectic energy, and you're constantly hustling. Even when you're sleeping, you're hustling, because if you sleep in, somebody else got that job, you know? Mm. So it's that mentality that I was that rat race pushing mentality. against myself for six years so hard that I am exhausted mentally. And I did it to myself. New York didn't do it to you me. You were in Dubai before you went to New York, right? Dubai, 2004, 2008. Everyone was like, Walla, you're the best. Walla, you're amazing. You're the best. <laughs> My face was on billboards, and I was like, am I really the best, or is it just in this bubble? Yeah. So I was like, let me go to New York and see. Is that where you went? Yeah, I left in 2008, and I was like, let me see if I really am good, you know? And New York, it's like, if you get on TV without sucking dick, you really yeah. are good. Yeah. 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 Like you gotta, you gotta give, <laughs> you know, listen. OT listen, when you see people on TV in New York, I'm not... <laughs> When you see people in the, on TV in New York, I'm not saying all of them did it, but no, I think twice. But I are think they good at, at it, yeah. or are they good? 
but let's reframe but I think I want to reframe that conversation because I feel like you know what makes me fascinated about I, I interact with the casting couch in a, a lot and that's part of an unfortunate part of our industry in Dubai it's not so much an actual physical intimate interaction but it is you give something to get something you give you you know and there's always a flirtation not always I don't want to sure <laughs> flirtation without the negative there, connotation there was a, there, there's yeah. always you know and I've and, seen that. and I I've mean I mean you know my partner's uh, and a director and obviously if you're a fil- if you're a film director in this town you can imagine how many women mm. will will try and you know yes. seduce him although mm. It's his job is so hard. But what's (laughs) what's interesting is that I wonder. I I sometimes wonder. I'm like, we're in this ridiculous cycle where we tell we're we're here to make things for pretty people and about pretty people, and then they are you know then these girls are caught in that cycle of what's pretty. It feeds the industry. Like Mm. it's really yeah vicious, and I don't know how to interact with that sometimes. So I just cleanse our area of it. I just kind of say that's just not the con- the kind of content we make, and that's just not, not the way the kind that of we. You're looking for. No, and I really kind of figure I don't know how to figure it out for the long run because yeah. in the long run you you're have, to, have to engage with, in those types of things. If I'm but going, yeah, yeah, no matter what, like, and it's a, it's a very interesting thing, especially when you're on a long uh, when you're on a feature film. Yeah, you're with people for three months. It's a family. Yeah, mm. and these are people that are through trial and tribulation because every film has that you bond together a little tighter and the bonds are but you see complexities yeah, as well yeah 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 and i find that very interesting because it's you you were at your peak here and it takes a lot of character for someone to say i'm on top i'm going to go mm. like i'm 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 yeah. a very saturated exactly. place. Yeah. i'm, I'm going to go i think i have a mantra that's if it's not hard <laughs> it's not worth it because yeah. it was easy for me here it was yeah, easy. I know what you mean. But why easy. do we need struggle? That's a great question. Can you answer? Can you ask that again to my deep, deep subconscious? It's one of the things that I want to change. I want an easy and fulfilling life, and damn it, I deserve it. You definitely do because oh, I, I think like that. I know why you guys the quiz is interesting. Because we say. If it's not hard, it ain't worth it. Worth it. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, but then you but cause yourself to struggle. I went from New York to Nigeria, for yeah. God's yeah. sake. Like, can you see the... It's definitely not yeah. a degradation. Yeah. No, it's not. A place where there's no power all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but what's, what's crazy is that, like, my relationship with Irshad is easy. Yeah. There's no... And my relationship yeah. with OT and Fu, it's easy. And those are the things, one of the things I love the most. Yeah. So why am I complicating it? Like, yeah. why do I need something bad? Because you're not dating them. If they were, you were dating them, then <laughs> you would have to complicate it. kind of ruck is that? Not that. Yeah. You're, you're, we look for complex? No, no. For <laughs> some reason, but, we learn complex things in school. Physics, yeah. chemistry. The, heart, the, the, heart, the people you feeling it? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, you, I feel like you, you're having an epiphany, like, dude. Yeah. No, we all have that little thing of, ch- there's certain things in our life that we like to struggle for. If it's a relationship thing, we might like the struggle. If it's a work thing, we might like I the struggle. I like the work struggle. I've, there's, I can see that. in my own life there's a couple of struggles here. You really? start chasing a couple of struggles. Do you want to talk about it? I we are on a couch. Kind of <laughs> it's about you right now. <laughs> it's about us. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I want to change that. And maybe I have changed it. I don't know. You know, maybe it's changed. Why go from here where it was easy, you know, and keep pushing myself and go to New York where it's absolutely saturated and as for not connecting to those types of people when I go to LA everybody's blonde 
everybody has veneers. They all have extensions. And we're going for like a, a daytime casting, and they're wearing gowns. And I kid you not, they flip their hair so many times, my neck is hurting. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just looking to make some eye contact, like, hi, like, we're all here for the same reason. Like, yeah. hi, how's it going? Yeah, how's your day been? You know? Nobody can make eye contact with me. They're too busy flipping their yeah. hair, and s- when they turn to the side, I can't even see them. They're so skinny. I'm looking at them like the Surgery Channel. Like, how <laughs> are you able to hold yourself up on those stilts? I d- there's no connection. Wow. Yeah. I don't connect. They don't resonate with me. And I guess that's the reason I didn't go to L.A. Perhaps because New York, it's a little bit more organic. But I know what you mean. You're very socially adept. I'm very socially adept. I don't know what to do with those types of people. Yeah, it's very. Uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. Because for me, when I, when I sit and I contemplate, I'm like, who do I surround myself by? Because leadership is very much that. It's not just leading, it's choosing your team. It, that's part of leadership. Because that, in essence, will be a voice of dissent against the things that you don't want in your Ooh, life. Right? So I stand against all of the bad practice that I believe in the industry that happens inside production houses and agencies, not by opposing it verbally, but by showing you when you walk in, there's a relief, I hope, when you walk into my space, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not my space, it's our space. Mm-hmm. And uh, but but it's very hard to do that on a large scale. And you hope that you you hope you hope that the small things that you do resonate like like waves through through, the you know, city. as soon as it starts getting big, like any huge multinational it's company, growth, that's where you have a hard time. Growth management. You know, there's that's little the challenge pockets of, my of career. negativities yeah. that. That starts to develop, and you don't see it because you're up here. So that's why it's nice to have a department that's just about internal communication, not information coming from the top down, but also coming from the top, from the bottom up. This is a new business. Yeah, Yeah. those business models are changing because of that. And and having a third bottom line. So these guys know we do charity work as part of our mandate. So we'll fund or and and it's interesting because sometimes we haven't had to fund it. We just co co fund with the charity. Yeah, we barter out. Um, to do work that that speaks to the you know the hearts of my, God of my bless team, you. and they all volunteer. They all and that's not they're never penalized for that, and they never should be. Um, but what's interesting about it is that you suddenly create a different dynamic in the business. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm I'm excited to see how it's going to grow. Well said. I'm not sure. It's not that I don't know. Yeah. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> I'm waiting to see what's yeah. going to happen. Um, but at the end of the day as well, that's a reflection of humanity. Well, we internal don't balance is also external balance. Yeah, and, and you asked me earlier, you know, what are you doing in Nigeria? I, I finished my job um, in February 2015, but I took from that country, right? I took a great salary, a hefty salary um, that was half paid. Hefty That no local Nigerian will ever see that salary yeah. in their life. It's because I'm an expat. So unlike some people, I didn't take and then hold it and then go back to my country and spend it. I said, I'm here according to my religion you know, where you lay your head is where you die fighting for because this is the country that's feeding me. Let me stay on a year and give back to the community and spend my money here and help people. And it's 180 million people that need help, you know, yeah. like it's really seriously the a dire situation. Is, is so I didn't want to come and rape and pillage the land and then go and I, I didn't. Yeah. So I stayed, I believe internal balance is reflected in external balance and vice versa so I think it's beautiful that you do charity work in your business life was it a struggle doing charity work there? 
everything is a struggle there. So then and do you think that the charity work, there was a kind of a struggle issue there as well that you were trying to change? And what do you mean in a struggle work? Well, I mean, the struggle is watching uh, children, newborns being killed because they're born as albinos or twins or their top teeth grow before their bottom. They think that they're evil and they will cast evil upon the tribe. So they give them rat poison and put them in a forest. Oh that was God. a struggle to witness that. Or to know that this four-month-old or four-day-old that I was holding was just wailing in a forest by itself. Mm. That That's a struggle. I'm not really sure. Yeah, no, that was a struggle. So, um, yeah, it was amazing to find a safe place with expat women in Abuja to create high-end, upscale, dippity-doo-da events for military attaches and ambassadors and fly-in entertainment and get it all sponsored. And we raised a hefty $1 million well in our last event mm. to give these kids not only life and nutrition, but an actual nursery room, not just a room with stifling heat and no AC, no fan, no circulation. When you walk into a room of newborns, you think that... 23 kids, you would hear some gurgling, some crying. These kids are lifeless. Really? Lifeless. Wow. So, inshallah, with the work that we do and we continue to do, um, we will be able to see these kids go to school mm. and create lives for themselves. That's amazing. Inshallah. Inshallah. You were born here? Uh, no, I was born in Saudi Arabia. I'm originally Palestinian. Mm -hmm. My blood is Palestinian, but I've never been back to my country. Um, I was born and raised in Saudi Arabia on an American compound, which I got this American accent that I can't get rid of. Okay. Why get rid of it? You know, people pigeonhole you. They think you're American, and I'm everything but. Um, my perspective is not American at all. My experience is not American. That's a third culture kid right there. That's yeah. A third, yeah, but mm. I think that I think that it's one of those things that you know. It's your voice. <laughs> it's my voice, and it's I don't voice. hate it. I yeah. love that it's a very neutral. Sounds neutral to yes. me. Yeah. Um, I only. You could just say you're Canadian. Uh, <laughs> you're just trying to take yeah, everybody like, in. Like, oh, like, yeah. But I don't say who's in projects, you yeah, know? <laughs> maybe you should. And I didn't know that there's a difference. I thought it was all English, and then I moved to Canada, and they're like, oh my God, your accent's so funny. Say yeah, American right. again. I'm like, American. They're like, American. <laughs> say dance. And I'd be like, dance. dance. I don't understand. Dance. They're like, it's dance, and it's Canada. I'm like, it's not Canada. I don't I don't hear what you're hearing. Where, it's all where did English. you stay in Canada? Montreal, the yeah. best city in Canada. They, so, so they say. Hey, so they say. Hey. I'm from Toronto. I'm oh, from Toronto. sorry, sorry. Yeah, but <laughs> I still love you. Toronto is awesome. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's the America of Canada. It is actually. So if an American is in Canada and they're kind of freaked out by all the culture, drive to Toronto. You'll feel at home. <laughs> you're right fine. at home. Yeah, we, no. I used to go to Toronto to perform when I had a B-girl uh, crew. We who? used to do a lot of um, performances in Toronto. Uh, who was your crew? Uh, Elemental Sank. Okay, and so then we you, you battled Shebang yes. way back. Oh, I, my, I was God. There. oh God. my God! No. <laughs> oh my God! I, I don't know if I saw you, but I know I your it. crew. <laughs> you didn't see me. I had a bandana because if my parents saw me, they'll kill me. Oh, oh my God. I used to wear, I used to wear a terrorist shirt and like, like I'm trying not to be Palestinian. Yeah. I used to wear a terrorist Sure, before 9-11. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
put up like the linoleum and I painted those walls with her. What a, this yeah. is just tripping yeah, me yeah, out. So yeah. we used to go to Toronto, Harbor Front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everywhere. Harbor Front. Anti Ballast. Remember yes. that show? And we, we, <laughs> like Much Music. So much. Um, right much Music. Street, <laughs> right at Queen Street. Like, yeah, no, I, I, I didn't know you. Like, I didn't know And I'd know be like, take age. my parents out. I'm going to be on television. Take them <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. And I would use a different name, of course. Yeah, you know, you I can't even say the names in case my parents hear this and then they say, it was you. Some people will be like, dude, Was that you on TV? And I was like, what do you mean? How do you know? Mm. I had it covered. I was like, I can tell with your body. I was like, imagine I came from my parents' loins. For sure they'll be able to recognize <laughs> You're like, I'll know for It's sure. It's probably one of those things where they knew, but they found. didn't let it slide. Maybe. No, no, they won't let it slide. Like the, mo the yeah, mother's instinct. Yeah, they'll let it slide. They don't no. want to deal. They don't no. want to yeah, deal. Yeah, because it's the mother's instinct. Like, Dude, you could be covered yeah. up and she could be like, that's mine. Chanel. Chanel. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I was dancing once. They don't want to know. I was dancing once and I was a silhouette that was projected. So I'm not, I wasn't 4'11". I was like seven feet tall right my parents my will no Reem. yes <laughs> yes Reem that's her where is she and what is she doing here I did a belly dance and they're like oh no and I was just like oh, da, 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 at the jazz festival it was the be best free. day of my life my, my siblings were like if you ever do that again oh. she will tell mom and dad and that's breaking the code yeah, you never tell you mom never and dad no, 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 yeah. no matter did how you, bad did you do carabana Uh, of course I did Carabana. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. That's I, one thing you, you don't want what? your parents to see. You could have, what? You could have fit you could have fit my clothing in an envelope. Oh like, my <laughs> god. Like, Dude, that's I, where I learned to yeah. love my derriere. Exactly. Somebody <laughs> blessed it with a beer bottle. They, they and do. I was they like, bless you know you, what? They yeah. bless you with the Fine, I got a thick yeah. booty. So that's fine. So I love bad. it. But it's so good. And like I remember Carabana was like what uh, it was the Caribbean culture that I grew up in. Yeah. And it was just Amazing! It was just a wonderful place where until somebody got shot, babe. Until somebody got yeah. shot, and then freaking Americans. But I don't think that was of the Toronto Canadian Caribbean no, culture. It wasn't like I and, well and, and it felt like it was so distant from us because well we said. weren't that. And when I say we, I don't even know if I'm connected anymore. But I can tell you right now. That's Crazy. Somewhere floating around the city are videos of like us 20, on floats, twenty-year-old me, <laughs> and I swear to God, I had some, I had some bangs that OT is hating on. By the I way. love, I thought yeah. it was the funniest thing ever. I love those photos. I'll have you know, like it's one of those things you would project. The at ladies your wedding. loved them. Like, at your OT. wedding, it's one of those pictures that will be projected. <laughs> the ladies love them, okay. <laughs> And I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you right now, I, I like, those, those, I, I, I'm so glad that, that you felt that energy, that you felt the city the embrace best. you. And the best. Uh, yeah. Better than New York, Carabana. Better than Montreal, T.O. It was like if you turned the street into Bashment. There you <laughs> there dudes, dudes yeah, used to yeah, line up so on down. the block like this, like, right? Yeah, like just that, line up like on that, the block like and they, the girls are just, you know, booted out, whatever, flip flop, da, la, yeah. la 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 la. Oh. And there was horses, police horses, you know. The horses would lay a big shit. And the dudes just be watching right in front of the shit. And girls just be like, <laughs> <laughs> and they just had their entertainment 24-7. And they grab you like this. They just grab your arm. They don't try to be like, hey, what's your name? They mm -hmm. grab your arm, and I was like, "Well, I never." By the end of that, I just You're got like, it. Hello. I got it. I was <laughs> like, "That is so respectful, just to grab you and to pull you in." It's like the nicest you lose, thing. You lose your inhibitions. That's yeah, what it is. Really you are inhibited. Yeah, but best. Oh my god! I remember seeing your crew battle shebang. I remember. Oh my god. It. You I are remember bringing it. up a past life. I remember yo. it, and I. That's that's so, so interesting. I ended up 
uh, just ripping my shoulder out of its socket on one of our shows. Oh, no. And I had titanium pins put back in my shoulder. And one of my, this is what brought me here to Dubai. SubhanAllah. My girlfriend um, lived here and she was like Narsi's uh, sister, mm. Halal Salman. And she is like, dude, Dubai's popping. Dude, Dubai's popping. Because I'm like, what am I going to do? I've been breaking serendipitously. It was my profession and my livelihood. I didn't even know how it came about. And uh, I was like, I got to like take an office job in Montreal. I don't know what to do. So she told me to come out here. And they flew me out for uh, Axeman in Natal Shiba, Unilever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm. you know, they couldn't do male model. F- they can't, you can't do a male fashion show and win anything because you can't. Islamically, you're not allowed to win anything based on physical attributes. So they had to switch it up into a play very quickly. So I was queen Nefertiti, searching <laughs> far and wide for the next groom. The groom was 55 international male models and me. <laughs> Tell me about I reached a depression that week, after that week because I was like, Dubai sucks the week after. But that was what brought me here. Really? Having an injury after So being when did a, you get injured? Uh, like, I mean, where? It like was in Montreal? 2002. We, we, we had, uh, there was a very popular uh, well-recognized dance space called Tangente. Okay. And we had, we were invited to do like a, a week residency. So we had two hour two shows a day for one hour. Okay. Um, and we were now, our, because we were the first female break crew in Montreal, yeah. Our a lot of girls are very nervous to enter the scene. They, they, it's all guys dominated and they already know a few moves and, and they feel very intimidated. Our bodies move differently. Right. right? So and you, you can't have be mimic, like them. You couldn't mimic, yeah. be, you couldn't mimic your, your heroes. Very intimidating. So yeah. we had yeah. five girls and no guys. So girls started to come in like, hordes. Like, and like moths to a flame. And guys that were in touch with their feminine side used to come too. Because imagine this type of class, all girls. You're battling, you're pissing on them, you're mopping up the shit. And then afterwards you hug and you're like, that was amazing. That was so good. You're so awesome. You know, like you just don't see that in boy dominated. So our students, exactly, not if you're lucky. I didn't understand battling because like this guy would piss on me, I'd piss on him. And I'm like, this is so hurtful. And afterwards you're like, yo, you're tight, yo. Like, but why do we have to do all that was so painful so obviously I didn't understand the battling mentality but because we were five girls we then became 15 girls because our students became our peers and then we changed our name to Solid State 15 and one interesting thing about exploiting yourself as a woman you guys can definitely relate to this (laughs) is sometimes guys but people didn't even audition us. They just heard that we were five girls. That, yes. And they're like, oh, dude, oh, fuck, yeah. Oh, my God. And there were dudes in their studios for <laughs> since the 80s that were breaking it down. And he, we were like three months into it, and dudes were like, yeah, you're hired. Without even seeing us, you know what? Do we take this or do we not? We're exploiting mm. ourselves if we take this. These yeah. guys haven't even seen us, and we don't deserve it. Not compared to the guys that have been training for 20 years. So we actually stood up for ourselves and made a conscious decision not to exploit ourselves. That being said, 15 girls... I was practicing for a show and I stupidly said, let's let's rehearse it one more time. Let's just run that piece one more time. I went up on one arm doing an air freeze while holding a girl's hand and we piked. And that was it. And I just it popped, popped it. Yeah. Shock. I was in shock. I laughed it off. I was just laughing with tears coming. It was a really awkward thing. And I, I did the show, the six, the 12 shows in a week, but I had to change everything so I wasn't leaning only on one arm. And because the shoulder system is so intricate, uh, MRIs and stuff were not showing how complicated that it was actually just hanging by one oh ligament. My gosh. Um, wow. And I danced on it for a year uncomfortably. And then when I went into surgery, they're like, it was literally hanging by one ligament. It was a hairline fracture in the in one of the bones, and all the car 
cartilage was torn. Um, You're lucky as all. Because I did theta, and I had a past life where I was tortured. And one of the worst forms of torture is to have a bamboo grow through you. And it popped out of my right shoulder. Oh, no. Ain't that so How did bamboo grow through you? Yes. One of the forms of torture back in the day, the worst form of torture. Past life. You can do past life regressions, right? Energy is neither created nor destroyed. Yes. So your energy, even though it's haram in some religions to think about it, your energy was not created when you yeah. were created. I'm sorry, it just wasn't. Yeah. Your energy was not. By the law of physics, it's proven. Mm-hmm. So what was your energy before? It's, some people believe it was another life, another life, another life. You could have 67 lives, 219 lives. So some things, I was telling you, your subconscious can rule your conscious and your life. Your past life can also have effect on your on your life, your current mm-hmm. life. You could have maybe... Um, been a monk and sworn yourself to God and in this life you really want to get married but you can't meet anybody you have to go back to your past life and do a regression you gotta fix that and you got to fix that up mm. so for me I was a truth teller I loved to tell the truth and I got tortured for it um, hung like 13 times uh, uh, slit my throat like 27 times because I believed in the truth and one of those times uh, the form of torture which is apparently one of the worst forms I've never heard of it I was tied up and bamboos grow um, a few inches a day or something like that two point something uh, a day we can look it up mm. and this bamboo will grew through me Every day, and then popped out of my right shoulder. And my healer was like, do you have shoulder issues? I'm like, actually, two days ago while I was sleeping, it popped out of its socket, which is strange, because I've got pins in there to to attach it. This is why you're in Manila. This was literally three days ago. He told me that. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was weird. That was... What do you think you were in a past life, OT? I don't know. like sometimes you probably sometimes you go somewhere. I say you travel somewhere and you hate you hate the people or you hate the place. You could have literally been had a very terrible experience in a past life there. Like I know a friend that she travels with her husband, and some places they go in the Nordic places. He, they just, they've got so much tension and she just can't stand his behavior. Mm-hmm. And when they did a past life, it turned out that he had died many times in Nordic countries. So it just brought out the worst in him. So certain places don't resonate with you. Certain cultures don't resonate with you. Certain things don't resonate with you. It might not be that it's an issue with you here now today. It could be something previous. I want to find out. Everybody. Yeah, we got to find can out. do it. Like, I want to, I want to figure this out. Let's do it. What's the process? Oti's curious. Yeah. You just go into a hypnotic state and you do a past life regression. I'm I'm so uh Your sister I'm probably so would be all about that. But My sister does like ten day silent medi- like meditation wow, retreats. Like what she's a beast. like like she's awesome. But oh. she's she she first of all would love everything you're saying. Second of all, she says I'm very susceptible to being hypnotized. I could be hypnotized right now, OT. <laughs> you wouldn't even know. But it's not like performance <laughs> hypnosis, like when you see it and they say bark like a dog and you're like woo, woo. it's yeah, not like I that. It's, like it's much more like very okay. subtle. Like yeah. I even felt my bladder. Have you, have you yeah. ever? You guys have never done hypnosis? I've done. I've done. Yeah, I have it's done. Very hypnosis. subtle. It's a lovely feeling. Actually, I don't think I've done want. any of these. Things. Oh man, OT. Like, but you're no, so you're, uh, no you're so no suspicious. You go like sleep. Yeah. <laughs> His eyes go like this, and it's he's cool. all like, Burrito. "That's awesome. It's fine. I mean, you sound like you're open to something. I want to try. I want to try it out. He's awesome. academically curious. Would you? Would you? Have you? Have you? I've done hypnosis. How did that go? It's very easy. It's very easy. You can even. You have a choice to come out of it if you want. You're not powerful. Yeah, I came out and I was like, I have to be. 
pee. I did <laughs> my spiritual voice because I was like, obviously this is not working because I have to pee yeah. and I shouldn't be able to feel my, my bladder <laughs> because I'm supposed to be hypnotized. Well, it's, but it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's just steps. It's like you go really relaxed. At that point, you're so relaxed, you don't care about... The closest about, thing I've you know? come to doing any of these things was way back when we started doing the show. We started staring into his and eyes. And oh, and I loved yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, magic. Yeah, we had yeah. a connection easily. Um, when I first started doing the show... Um, I had trouble sleeping, and I was just on this constant hamster wheel of getting get, getting done. And I was talking to Jib about it. He's like, yo, you need to stop meditating, help you, you know, calm down and help you sleep. I'm like, yeah. okay, how do you meditate? And then he kind of just walked me through. He's like, it's just breathing exercise. You just got to get comfortable and... You can self-hypnotize, self right? You can self-hypnotize. And I did those, and that helped me yeah, for a while. Yeah, awesome. And that's, that's the only time I've ever tried anything You were like in that. theta state right there. That's a great time to ask creator, why am I so f***ed up? What should I do about work? Think about what it is that you want. Manifest it. Imagine it all. That's a great state to be in, to do anything. You literally, it's not that I have a direct line to the creator. You also have a direct line to the creator. Everybody does. And I don't do healing. I witness it, you know? So let me take the I out of it, you know? So when you're in that relaxed, deep breathing state, you can say... A specific question what should I do with my life in so-and-so and you will get an answer it's not gonna hit you over the head but creator will give you signs if you are present but most of us are not living present there's so many loud sounds that we're more socialized to listen to than our own inner voices and it starts from the simple time of you don't know your mom's when you're a child and you don't know this woman that your mom's talking to. And she says, say hello to auntie. She's our neighbor. Don't be rude. And she wants you to be polite. And she's socializing you to be polite to people that she knows. But you don't know this woman. And your instincts tell you, that's a stranger. And I don't feel like saying hello. Yet, we are socialized to override that inner voice and to listen to everything external yeah. but. And so it's just about relearning how to listen to the inside, which is your truth, which is the truth. I have a question. I like that. Okay. You know, so as human beings, we have this uh, thing of becoming something. I yeah. want to be X, Y, Z, right? Um, sometimes the process of trying to become that X, Y, Z, um, like you want, to, you want it so bad, but there's so many blocks to get there. Should you keep pursuing the thing you want to become or should you kind of draw back and say maybe that's not... Maybe I should just accept what I am type of situation. So I'm saying, I'm trying to say, yes, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Is it is it you that's creating blocks for yourself along the way and your destiny is that, but you're creating blocks? Or is it that the universe is saying this is not for you? Mm. I don't know that answer. That's yeah, you something have to you would it out. have to know. Mm. Right? Or you would have to figure out, or you would have to ask in your relaxed state, is mm. this the best thing for me? And you'll hear something subtle, or you'll see something subtle, or you'll pick up little signs. Have you have you gone into like okay yeah cool the we I, even I know of situations where people have miraculously seemingly miraculously changed their lives and stuff based on these practices, right? When you try to like read up on it, then you come across people calling it pseudoscience and stuff. You know what I mean? Pseudoscience. Pseudoscience. You yeah. know, and then you're like, when you read that, you kind of okay, what they're saying kind of makes sense. But then I've seen these examples. Well, How mean, do you kind of, you know what I mean? How do you reconcile? Physics is here, metaphysics is there, and the line of physics is constantly moving to include the metaphysical. When you watch What the Bleep is This and yeah. The Secret, that stuff was all airy-fairy stuff. Now they're actually saying when you look at water and you think something, you can actually 
see that the molecules are changing. When you put love on your water, the molecules interact differently. When you put hate or anger, the molecules interact differently. So it's actually being proven in physics, everything that we're talking about, all this airy-fairy, hippy-dippy stuff. Mm. I think that for me, I don't... um, Science is so fallible for me. Like, science is fallible. I know gravity exists. I know there are some there are some elements of science and physics that I've interacted with in my life. I ain't no scientist. But what I can say is, in my world, in the world that I know, um, the energy that I've experienced and the energy that you've experienced, and I, I, I believe it changes things. And I've seen it, and I've felt it, and I've been healed by it. There is some kind of visible... Yeah. Repercussion based on the, how you control yourself. And not only that, how you uh, project with intention. Yeah. Intention and is with intention. Yeah. yeah. So, um, for example, at, I grew up in a very violent home. So now my home is a space that's intentionally peaceful. Mm. And that's something that when I when I say that, it means that this is not. I, I've 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 done everything that I can do within my power to, to make this a place of healing. Intention yeah. is everything. Yeah, and that I don't know if it works, but it works for me. And you'll quickly see um, just a friend's coming in today. And I can, I, you know, I was telling OT, a friend of mine just kind of flew in last minute. Flying into Dubai last minute from Toronto is not something you do normally. It's wow. not like, hey, I'm going to jump on it. No, there's obviously something troubling him, right? Mm. And he's just eventually going to end up in my house where he's probably going to stay until whatever I love that you know to. this <laughs> yeah that, and that's just how it is and and I've yeah. we've always had an open door since my dad left yeah. uh, mm. we've had an open door for people to come and my couch was a place for you to heal yeah. and I don't know <clears throat> how to explain that in science yeah I don't and also don't, don't, be foiled. Thing, yeah. don't be foiled the things that you can see are the illusions it's the things that you can't see. The veil, no? they yeah. say, right? They call it the this veil. table is an illusion. The way my brain works, I need to see things as solid. Really, it's molecules that are going together so quickly that my brain has to understand it so it sees it as a solid. As a solid. Right? Yeah. But to me, energy, which I can't humanly see, mm. is far more real. Right now, what's going on between all of us, we're vibing so hard that we are energy balls and our luminous eggs are probably pretty bright because we're vibing with each other in a very loving capacity Mm. and they're actually fusing. Our energies are fusing right now. Mm. But just because you can't see it with the human eye, I mean, the human mind is extremely limited. Mm. Extremely limited. Mm. It's your subconscious and the things that you can't see that is unlimited. Unlimited, yeah. And I I, I don't know, you know... I. I think there's a part of us, an intellectual part of us, that wants to prove it. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Which I totally understand. You're opening the books and trying to make sense of it. Yeah, but I think that I kind of gave up on that because it gave me no sense of peace because I was looking and I'm, what, what, what in my heart do I know is true? And the reality is when I set intention, good things happen. Very simple but I that's proving it. Yeah, that's it, maybe maybe it. it is. Yes, it is. And it if is, you have a is. very warped, dark mind and you're living a very warped, dark life, you're proving it to yourself every day that you are writing your story. Mm-hmm. And what I tell people that are living a not happy existence is if you can write that story, then you can write the opposite story too. Yeah. And go ahead. Can I? Okay, so there's um, recently a friend won an award, okay? Um, the <laughs> friend is like, i gotten two of these types of awards this year. Um, Your friend or you? The friend, the okay, friend. Got two types of, types of these okay. awards for the work they've done. Wow! But it's like this wo- year is the year I've worked the least, and I'm getting two awards. Yeah. I just want to work, and like the w- awards mean nothing. I'd rather somebody say, 
you're doing a great job. Let me help you do what you want to do. So they're feeling a bit disappointed, but then I kind of left this person with the sense that maybe you should be more grateful for the award, but I don't know if I'm right or she's right. You know what I'm trying You're to say? Well, right. she's just limiting her mind and saying that this doesn't mean anything because she's put the value that it doesn't mean anything, whereas somebody else could have gotten it and said, this means the world. Now I'm going to get more work because I got this recognition, and they put out that intention that they this, get more work. I mean, it's your mind. That yeah. When... when I remember, um, you know, when we were going to, like, school, when I was in school, um, we were such a shoddy little basketball team. Like, our team was so crap, like, so terrible. <laughs> and all they wanted to do was just play, like, be able to play. So they, it, it, the, the, you get participation awards because Canadians, everybody has to get them. <laughs> and see how Canucks are. We're all, so we're just so well-rounded yeah. and supportive. That's, if you got the, in my world, if you got the blue participation ribbon, go home. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Go home. Right. But but that was me because I was bred like born to be competitive and I thrive on, on, on healthy competition. I've learned to make it healthy competition and, and you know, create a loving space for it. But the, I, I still have a memory of those guys coming back with their participation ribbons as though they'd won the entire damn thing yeah. <laughs> because they just got to play because they knew how crap they were yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they knew and I think it we impute the we impute um, privilege we impute purpose and we impute um, value on items like awards and we also look for external rewards yes. um, something that was brought to my attention which I'm going to start practicing um, especially after I finish emceeing meet D Three. This will be the first time I put it into effect. Is rewarding myself rather than ah. waiting okay, cool. for That's external dope. reward, because sometimes you don't get it, mm-hmm. and then you have to do the next project, and you didn't get rewarded for, for the the, uh, the first one. So the second one seems like, like uh, boy, I have a long way to go to get this done. But if I start to connote my success with my own reward, mm-hmm. so after meet D three, if and when I do a great job, I'm going to buy myself a big bucket of fried chicken. A well-deserved for of, me. A well-deserved. And that is going to make me then draw the parallel that, oh, a job well done means a reward, Susie. chicken. It's coming from me. It's yeah. not what the reward is. Some people want a Lamborghini. I'm simple, lady. I like simple things. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, OT, t- remember, OT told us you have to celebrate your victories. That's tr- I, Which we don't do. We, we don't, don't do. do. We, we don't to go do. to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Because we're waiting for school to reward you. We're yeah, waiting for like waiting for somebody else to give you the reward. How about for being a human being? Seriously. Instead of mama... Things are going to do... You're doing very well in school. If you do good, I'm going to get you this. If you don't, mommy will be very angry with you. That's the beginning of the end. Where mm. just being you is not enough. Mm. Yeah. I've got to be an accomplished me. And I have to have achievements. Mm. And I think just waking up and saying I'm me should be a reward in and of itself. Mm. And I'm not trying to breed lazy behavior or no, lazy but culture. So but why am that, I yeah. defined by my accomplishments? Why can't I be perfect and amazing because... God gave me life. It's you're talking about this idea of the it's the competition that allows us to fully fully uh, become our yeah, biggest self. But then the competition why? is also what's but, kind of no, but you know like, I was as well. I was like I I wanted to be the best <laughs> in a terrible yeah. terrible way. Like no, and it's something that I'm working. Look at your like, achievements. You can. It, it's a funny thing, right? You look around and I look around and I'm like, okay. But when I talk, I don't talk about. I talk about what I'm gonna what yeah. I'm gonna do because it's an affliction I have. It's something that I'm actually really working on to be present to love what is now yes to um, embrace and accept that everything that 
has led me here is good and inherently this is good like by by and it's default. all part of the process but it's so tough to do that because yeah. i am that person that like wakes up in the morning like you guys know what our our whatsapp you're on 8 15 a.m morning yo what's yeah. going on yeah, what's yeah, happening which is, what's cool. whatever? Like which, is uh, which is a lovely way but we feel that if we're not moving fast enough, time is against yeah. us. Mm. Which People, is an illusion. These are all illusion. concepts that are illusions. There is no illusion. such thing as a time. As time. I know fact, what you're data, saying. I know you what you're saying. You can bend time. And I practiced it. The last two times it didn't really work. But one time I was in Manila traffic. <laughs> Manila <myself>. traffic. <laughs> How could I go in Manila traffic stuck, like bumper to bumper, and I needed to get somewhere in 15 minutes, and it was definitely going to take me 45 minutes. Close my eyes. I did whatever they told me to do to bend time, and somehow when I got there, it was 10.02. Just like that. You can bend time. We and can I thought I was going to come here and talk Sesame Street. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> M is for mouth. M is for music. Make music with your mouth. Anyone can do it. I was so excited to be on Sesame Street. They had to tell me to calm down. They were like, I'll be excited. They were like, I was like, me, you're scaring the children. Please so calm intense. Down. I was like, well, you know, that's, I don't know if you saw the episode. So like, you know, they're like, they put the camera on me and I go, hi, friends. And then I join them and start yeah. singing M is for mouth. So the first time we did the first take, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, that was awesome, Susie. That was awesome. And just but like, bring it down a little bit. Like, I was excited. I was like, nah. it's like I got this. I got this. It's coming here. I made out with Big Bird, yo. I was definitely not going to let them forget me. And they're like superstars. Know, like, you know? Big Bird better remember Big my Bird name. In you. Big Bird screams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my television career could die tomorrow after doing yeah. Sesame Street That's I it. was I'm good I'm good yeah. I will forever um, my friends write me on Facebook or you know email and they're like I was I mean people that I grew up with in Saudi Arabia who are now popping kids are like did I just see you on Sesame Street <laughs> I was just watching it with my kid and I was like done and it's going to be there for generations to come. Yeah. Thank you. We're traumatizing so. children for generations <laughs> to come. <laughs> with intention. <laughs> yeah, with, with intention. Inshallah, <laughs> <laughs> inshallah. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> So, Arshad, any more questions or uh, poignant no, perspectives I'm just about chilling. the spiritual I'm, thing? Because I feel like Arshad's always some, on the always brink. Some eureka He's moments. on the brink of eureka. Yeah. And, and we never just, quite get no. there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but he's, no, he'll do this thing where he's like, like right no, no, there. I... Uh, and then he gets lost again in his yeah, head. Yeah, and I'm like, damn, like, I, a, pe- a penny for your thoughts. Yeah, yeah no, you know what's so deep? He's so intellectual. And then I'm like, yo, is this going to pop? Is this it? Are we going to eureka? You know when it? I first met him, I no. thought that was intentional. No, it's no, one no. of those things where you start talking and then you pause. <laughs> That's what I do when right? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and right? then I do a little bit of a frown with my yeah. things and I'm like, and you're like, get those things together. But really, I'm like, and I then, have no and idea. Everybody's at the edge of their yeah. seat waiting for yeah. you to like just wrap it up and you're just like, no. So I'm like, like, Lord of mercy. Yes, he's done that like three times. And I was like, this dude was about to drop some knowledge, no. yo. No, I, I, but he's so deep. He gets caught up in his own head. Yeah. I just relate to everything. I relate. That's awesome. I, and then when I, I internalize everything you guys say, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why I do the face. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's not just a face, it's a whole body it's language it's thing. Whole, like, like, hand on the knee, yeah. the elbow on the knee, like, on the chin. Yeah, like, 
He's like really leaning into yeah. it. No, what is that, Michelangelo or yeah. something yeah, like yeah, this? Yeah, you are. He's a thinking man. I've seen the thinking man. You are. Dubai and the inversion of a thinking man. We just drop names like Michelangelo. Yeah, of course. That's the one. No, what it is is like, I. for me, everybody's a learning experience. You're a learning experience, all of you. So when when I'm sitting with you guys, I'm not even just sounds silly, but like I... What's your lessons? How does your lessons kind of improve my I, life type yeah. of thing? So that's, yeah. I'm just thinking about all that. I think that yeah. the me, for me, um, the gift of meeting people is the gift of different perspectives. Because yeah, life, is course, life is life is life is life. It's fairly unchanged. And again, I refer to the uh, limited mu- human mind. So I see things in my tunnel vision based on my childhood, the filter system, the different lenses that I've been trained to put on. So I see things a certain way. And then I go and I meet... Uh, somebody wonderful and I'm talking to them and I'm like yeah man my situation I got this thing and da 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 and they're like wow that's so amazing that you got this thing and now you can da 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 and I'm like whoa my situation didn't change but you just gave me a new pair of lens to mm. look at the same situation and now I'm actually having a different emotional reaction yeah. I'm feeling excited mm. yeah. that is the gift of meeting people to me mm. you know different perspectives on the same shit called life and you know what it is I love I was wrong when I was when when you meet someone and you're like actually, uh, I learn from I learn in a moment that I was completely wrong about something. That's a beautiful gift. I yeah. love I live yeah. for that. Yeah. Because then you're like okay, then and something you, cracks open, yes. a new light comes mm. in. Absolutely. It's just it's just heavenly. Yeah. Like that's just heavenly. Mm. That's why I don't think I could marry anyone that can't say hey. I'm going to um, take this one for the team. It was yeah. my bad. I don't think I can even have any type of relationship with someone who's constantly pointing the finger and Trying saying, but right. you, but you. Because, you know, that age-old thing, when you point the finger, three fingers are pointing back at you. Someone that's got to take one for the team. The person who points is usually a person under threat. Yeah, it is no. a defense Trying mechanism. Yeah, yeah. It is Absolutely. a defense mechanism. Mm. But I also think it's that... You know, um, there was a there was a TED talk I watched the other day about wrongness and how mm. we're systematically um, and in, in the education system, uh, really in any edu- in, especially in North America, really penalized for being wrong. Your F means you got everything wrong, mm. whereas you know maybe a new paradigm of education would teach that wrong is not necessarily wrong, but. The incorrect, you know, or answer at this time. Sometimes the creative way to look at right. things. It's yeah, a completely yeah, yeah. different perspective that didn't fit this. And you find structure. creatives really struggling. They, they struggle in like yeah. You know, um, this is a bit of a weird example, but like um, there was a time when artisans would build uh, when they built churches. The artisans would craft it not to be right or wrong or correct or anything, just for the pleasure of God's eyes. As an example, it's a church, right? <laughs> so they'll craft it with such passion for God's approval, you know. And this is the approval you'll never get. It's like you'll never hear it, but it's like you're just working so hard to do that. This kind of changes in our kind of time where it's 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 more measured approval. You understand yeah, what I'm trying to say? Absolutely. You're not, it's like it has to fit this genre style and be of yeah. a 2016 kind of... Now. Yeah, yeah, so somewhere in, along the way, we've just developed this competitiveness, this post-industrial kind of, I don't know, comp- we, the capitalist kind of yeah. rush, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we, I don't know, the, it, we're measured in this way because yeah. of it. I, I don't yeah, know. and it's very confining for people yeah. that they call special needs. What yeah. does that mean? I mean, I don't think humans are meant to sit in a classroom, stare at one person speaking for eight hours a day under horrendous lights. 
I don't think that's a natural state of humanity. But most of us are able to force ourselves to do that. Yeah. And there are people, which we label as special needs, who are not able to force themselves into this um, abnormal situation. Yeah. And they are ostracized. Instead, why not build classrooms that fit them? Yeah. Why are they the wrong ones and the outsiders? I personally don't want to sit there listening to somebody who's feeding me information for eight hours a day. If you look at a child before five, before they go to school, they will not stop with the questions. Mommy, why is this like this? How is this done? And they come up with their own theories. Just starting the ones to come together and that they come is the, yeah, they've got true. their theories, you know? Mm-hmm. You put them in school and all of a sudden you say, Any questions? Not a single hand goes up because mm. they're bombarded with what I think is fairly useless information. How much of us remember and apply Most the information we learn? The only thing I kept on from university was how to think analytically. That's the only That's thing That's the you most mean. useful <laughs> thing. How to deconstruct, construct. Yeah, it's true. Other than that, I don't remember even mathematics. I can't help a sixth grader. Yeah. I don't even use that stuff. <laughs> exponents? Is that what it's called? <laughs> it, was, it was called exponents. Binomial expansions. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I think that yeah I do feel very very disconnected from especially like elementary I, I excelled in school but I excelled because I of saw the formula you did, Reba. I saw of course yeah you and did. also because that I have a no horrible a, a, a crippling feel of fear of rejection and failure so that's why I, I excelled but what I did say what I always realized is there's a formula but it didn't necessarily teach me what taught me was when my dad left and I had to figure out how to make a hundred dollars with my mom and my sister last for you know a week for food then I learned math. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. then that probably motivated you never, ever, ever to go back to that situation oh, yeah, ever yeah, yeah, again. Yeah. We're, we're, n- we're not going back there. But <laughs> yeah. the hustle, the hustle you get. But this is what I was thinking to myself. I'm like, where did I learn um, tenacity, discipline, um, humanity? Where I didn't learn. I don't know if I learned that in school. I had brilliant teachers and I had the pleasure of um, be having people wrap their arms around me when I was like really, really broken, and some of them were my teachers and w- who would like really encourage me. I was so I was so fearful of failure. I got an award for being the student who failed the least. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made my life. That would have made my life. It would have validated union, me. The Polish Credit Union gave me an award of $150 for being the student who get who got through the most adversity. That's needed to give her something. No, she was working you know, so Canadians hard. are like everyone deserves yeah. something, so you work so hard. So adversity, that's yours. You that's know? amazing. But what's crazy is that I, what I take away from school was that I, you know, can have friendships and that I know how to, you know write things and I love words and I love people but that's really about it an interesting question that was posed to me is you know I had a very turbulent childhood Um, uh, was very very difficult and I always felt that it's what held me back you know, uh, didn't give me the right amount of self-esteem. That didn't make me feel like I was made me feel like I was a failure, never good enough. And somebody asked me a very poignant question, which allowed me to close that chapter for the first time in my uh, in my years on Earth. Mm. And it was, how did it serve you? Yeah. And of course, my mind went back to, well, I don't have self-esteem. Blah, blah, blah. And they said, no, no, no. I want to know the good things. How did it serve you? I said, well, things were so tense that I needed to be able to pick up on um, energy very yeah. quickly as a form of survival. So I'm actually extremely emotionally intelligent. Yeah. I can read things very quickly. I'm very intuitive. And I'm extremely socially adept because I felt rejection so many times that I made sure that I had kick personality that no one could say no to this. Because mm. she's so awesome. Yeah. 
yeah, you know? Yeah. So I really refined my defense. personality. Yeah. I became extremely socially adept because I felt like a failure. I'm an overachiever. Um, everything I am, I owe to that adversity. Yeah, me too. Everything I am. Me too. And for the first time, I know you would relate to this, yeah. which is why I felt urged to say it. And for the first time, I can close that chapter. Yeah. And it, it took me uh, decades to figure it out. It takes decades for, especially as women, because I think I don't mean to uh, make the conversation gendered, but the truth is that as women, we're kind of raised to say to stay silent, to put ourselves to the background. Shh, don't you know? say anything unpleasant. And, yeah, you don't want to be heard be, or seen, even at the cost and expense of your own comfort. Yeah, and that's so that's something I, I had to overcome first. Because if you're a people pleaser, that's that's the first thing. It's so easy to do that. Just keep quiet, you know, mm-hmm. and be warm and welcoming. As and a grown ass woman who's yeah. independent, starts your own company, takes over the world. When someone makes you feel uncomfortable, you cannot find the words to tell them and confront them it's because really, confrontation it's, means death it's really mm. odd it's very odd it's a very um, dysfunctional existence when you don't know why you exist in that way um, but I also think that luckily I've been like we've been blessed to have forums and platforms and people who bring light to it and, and force you to face yourself hold a mirror up and say okay you know this is you and you're really broken but fix it do you know <laughs> what took you to face yourself sorry uh, you know what yeah it, well I don't I didn't have the, the luxury I guess of a, of a true conversation yeah, the, like a really poignant conversation or a watershed conversation but what ended up happening for me was I recognized the pattern in my relationships with men I was um, about to say yeah that. and it really reverberated through my relationships yeah. with men if you and don't sort it out yourself in the relationship you see the reflection yeah, yeah. And, and I really was the common denominator and I know none of my ex-boyfriends are listening to this yeah. so it <laughs> because I also had this uh, terrible habit of um, burning the fields after we would break up Absolutely. my sister has a lovely uh, way of still being friends with people who she's broken up with I do not necessarily have that because in my youth, that abandonment, that rejection, that anger that I was trying to hide by um, making somebody a beautiful veneer, a beautiful outside, um, I was hiding all of that fear of rejection and of, of, of being not wanted, primarily because my dad left and I was left to defend us as my dad. So I now can comfortably say that with no pain in my heart, with no... but the journey of internal introspection, of journaling, of really facing, oh my God, I did this to somebody who loved me so much. I would say so really... didn't feel worth it. Yeah, love. I didn't... Didn't feel worth it. So um, you pushed them away. I would... And I you would, recreate abandonment. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I recreated it's abandonment. Your identity. Do you see what I was talking about with the subconscious or yeah. conscious? Mm-hmm. You recreate those traumatic experiences in your life without even knowing it. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I, in my youth, did not know I was doing but as I grew older began to quickly realize and I and luckily art my writing and my love for you know my love for building things our outlets yeah our outlets breaking saved us. my life exactly. because I would have turned it against my body as most women do either with an eating disorder or cutting myself or something yeah. breaking was an aggro way of like fuck you in your face piss on you but <laughs> without hurting anybody <laughs> yeah no but it's without true. hurting it's anybody it's without yeah, hurting no, myself but, but really 
legs. Yeah. Up my, you know, but not hurting yourself on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Which is what, you know, and, and thank dance, God. Breaking dance is a gorgeous life. outlet for that because for, and you know, when in the last episode with Carlos, I think I, not the, the one before last, mm. I'd said how for me, it's like prayer. It's like it where you prayer. kind of get like released and some artists say, Meditation. well, that's not how I see it. But for me, it was really this yeah. space that was, I was sacred to me because yes. I didn't have anywhere else where I could engage. Yes. And also I was so, uh, I was so caught up in, I always had responsibility. Mm. So I couldn't fall because so many people depended, who depended on, on me. So then you bottle it up some more and then you bottle it up some more. But every time you bottle it up, you understand the human condition even deeper. Like, I, I really believe that. And so just like, I, I think just like you, my, my, um, my, 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 I'm wired to feel what other people feel because I've been through so much. But I feel very comfortable cutting the emotion once I step away. I don't carry it with me. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't feel any heavy weight. And I have a very um, comforting look now at my past because I know that most of it wasn't really my responsibility. It wasn't my responsibility to be, to take my dad's place at 16, to live through violence for the 16 years before that, to take care of my family. That's not, it wasn't my responsibility, but who I am stepped to the fore. Yeah. And uh, to have and people are receiving benefits through you because of the strength you require. And you feel and, uh, that you don't have a choice but to take that position at the time. You at feel the time. that there is absolutely no choice. Yeah. So the position was made for you, basically. Yeah, and then when you confront it, like when I confronted and I said, well, "Hold on, why didn't I just walk away? Yeah. Why didn't I could have just got my own apartment, <laughs> said peace out, whatever." But then my brother Adam, who's 19 now, he was three at the time, mm. like he wouldn't have been as amazing as he is what an artist he is what a wonderful soul he is because i stayed because we all stayed and i think it taught me to believe in humanity and believe in people because i lost faith you lose faith in people when things like that happen to you mm -hmm. like if you grow up in a violent place or in a really disjointed place you lose faith in people mm -hmm. and i don't think that that's something that you know um many people regain but i've had the blessing and the pleasure of learning to like regain my faith in humanity and in people and Absolutely. you know and to create the world that you want to live in yeah and not just react yeah because it's when you're in a abusive situation you live in a reactive situation you don't do things because you want to do it you do it so you don't get um, beat or a negative reaction mm. you know you might want an apple but an apple makes so much noise that you can get at the attention of the abuser and they'll be like oh you're making too much noise so you just start building your life as a reaction to that aggressor yeah. and then when the aggressor is gone you continue to build your life based on that aggressor but there's no there's more no aggressor there. your life is still a yeah. reaction like um and a classic example <coughs> of it was my dad would always get infuriated like arab dads some not all of them mine um would get infuriated when i come home late like past dark because obviously clearly she's out with boys whatever i was on student council like you can't do those things yeah, during yeah. the day i was hello daddy yeah. i can <laughs> do it during the day yeah. which by the way the day was way more fun yeah. than the night. Hey. but neither so I heard, so I heard. Not, yeah, word on the street so is word on the street is but i remember one day and i was i lit i was 27 years old i had i had my dad my dad and i were not like we were on good terms and i just everything was cool and i was going home late for whatever reason my knees started to shake i was so scared for no 
no apparent reason. I had my own job. I paid for my own apartment. Every single item I owned Your was mine. Your body went into fight or flight. Like No yeah, apparent reason. I'm sitting on a bus in Toronto, and my knees start, like, like I Kicking don't know. Against yeah, each other. Knick-knacking <laughs> against each other. And my heart starts palpitating. And I'm, I go back to being, like, 13 and knowing I'm going to get into shit for something I didn't do or something. And I, re- I realize, Full oh, my spread. God, it just yep. it just stays and I guess that's part of what we should know as adults. We impact each other very deeply. Mm. And for our children, we impact them very deeply. Very deeply from the womb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the, from the womb. womb I heard. Yeah. They can hear the yelling. Your they trauma can feel goes the into the... Mm. I know someone who lost a baby at nine months. Lost it. Oh, my God. And their second child, I believe strongly, they were so petrified of losing it. That that child came out and literally is attached to their leg. Like completely They're ab- abnormally oh. and obnoxiously attached to them. But I believe that what was going yeah, on yeah, while yeah. she was pregnant was that she was so petrified of losing the baby. So that education starts from that time, completely. from the womb. And some people say up until five years old. Some people say up until eight. You can change. But it's very, you're very impressionable. And I don't understand why we study to be a lawyer. We study to be a doctor. We study to drive a car. Nobody reads a book to give birth to a life. Mm. Nobody. They just wing it. (laughs) And everybody's allowed to do it, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. Like, seriously. And then what happens? Like, something as simple as being a single mother and you have to get to work. Otherwise, you'll lose your livelihood and you'll not be able to support your children. And your child puts their shoes on and puts the wrong shoe on the wrong foot. And you say, no, that's not right. Come on, we don't have time. And you switch it up and you're like, let's go. You've actually spoken volumes to your child. Yeah, absolutely. You can't do it yourself. Just let me do it. Rely on mommy. That's what you've said to your child. And that stuff will stay with them. So for me, I'm, you know, I'm like, why don't we administer psychological tests, emotional intelligence tests, and an actual academic test for all parents that want to conceive? Because it should be part of we, Rima and I have to spend the rest of our lives Fixing unwiring yeah. what we were socialized out of innocence and love and ignorance and rewire it and we end up spending our adult years surviving rather than living, living. like everybody yeah. else. Yeah. And it's a very it, it is it's a it's you know I it, like you I don't I I don't I I embrace my childhood because it is our childhood and I didn't choose my childhood. But I choose my adult. That's life. a conversation we can have. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I do. I know what yeah. She's but I, 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 I didn't have where I don't have choice. I let go. Yeah. I have to just break that. I don't have a choice there. I didn't choose much. But now I have agency, and that agency is something I guard with everything, every iota of my being. Your family. Yeah. Your family. Yeah. Absolutely. And for me, I mean, the reality of all of it is that when I sit and I see somebody broken. I, the the language that I hope comes from my heart is like I know you, yeah. you know. Um, will I'll, I know you? I'll help you, but I'm not you anymore. And that's something that that last part. I can show you how to get out of it. Maybe yeah. if you want. If to. you maybe. want to. How many times do we love just to try to change? The I don't know if I can. Like this is this is love. the question. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can. That's that's not something I ever promised. But mm. what I say is, I'm here. I'm with you. You're not alone. Yeah. And. We can do this, but that's about it. Like mm. the rest of it, I, I think nobody saves us. We save ourselves. It's funny. Nobody Perhaps can you save us. Be saved if, you know, you cannot else. be saved. If you notice this conversation, is predominantly the women sort of 
getting into it, right? And it's like, so the men, I mean, me and him, like, for example, this is the reference, but men, we aren't, we aren't taught to go into this level of thinking. Why not? No, you guys think so differently. Simple, yeah. simple. Yeah. <laughs> no, but... Biryani <laughs> buffet. <laughs> Somebody said it, and they said, Biryani buffet. What? Somebody said it, you know, on a t-shirt. Guys have boxes, they're Sweat compartments, <laughs> and whatever topic we're talking about, you just pull the box out, and it doesn't touch any of the other boxes, yeah. and we're finished talking about it, you yeah. slip the box back in. Women, there's a wire in their head and it's all, it's all connected. Up, yeah. Bring up one thing and we bring up everything yeah, else. But yeah, you yeah. noticed um, the artistic approach to life is actually considered a feminine approach to life because that allows you to go into these these boxes. To open analyze. many doors Because at you once. have to clash, you have to bang things together and say, does this work with that? You have to compare metaphors, you know, you have to play with ideas. Yeah, yeah. That causes you to go into your mind, just like how women do. They used to say hip-hop, the reason why hip-hop was born is because the men were absent from the house and the, the kids, the sons, there was just feminine energy all around them, so they were encouraged to be creative. Maybe you know what That's I'm trying to say. Beautiful perspective. Like they used to change the, they used to take care of their clothes. They used to put jewelry on them. Like you know, it's a women's thing. Yeah, yeah I get what you mean. Decorate aesthetics themselves. Like, it's and, aesthetics. Yeah, it's a, these fashion. are feminine things. Yeah. But That's but fascinating. Why don't? But it's, oh, do you? I think that you open many boxes in your mind at once. I don't think that you just unpack one at a time. No, no, you clear. You have to clash it. What do, you, what do you mean? What's your like, like? I think that you deconstruct differently than how that many other yeah, guys I that I know. Oh, Ershad specifically because I have to write. Yeah. So Tom, what what does that? You're mean, also though? in touch with your feminine side. Yeah, yeah, big time. And then I'm a Scorpio as well. That's a feminine Oof. sign as a water sign. All the anyway, we're not gonna. <laughs> 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 it's like I don't want to get into this. Well, he knows. He's like, oh, I'm not getting into my dating. So if you have to, because I have a cause to take the idea and make it the most uh, int- uh, intellectually stimulating thing, I have a reason to go into these layers and then yeah. get really deep into the cause of things and stuff. So. Did you always feel connected to them? What do you mean? To get into the layers, you have to know where they are and what they are. So did you always feel... Because a lot of people just kind of shut no, the door So on. the reason I got into p- self-reflection is through uh, relationship issues. Before that, I was purely cerebral and academic and intellectual. And did you grow up around a lot of women? My mom raised me. And so what happened in your relationships that was causing like the, the need for self-reflection? Um, the, the breakup of the relationship leads me to try and solve the problem. As a man, you have to see what happened, what yeah. went wrong. Men mm-hmm. are problem solvers and yeah. women just like to talk. So don't yeah. offer solutions unless yeah. we say, give me advice. Uh, Keep that in mind. Yeah, just let it be. Tight. We just want to talk. <laughs> I had to learn on this the hard <laughs> way, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then you start going into like the women's psychology. Then you go into men's psychology. Then you say men versus women's psychology. And then you go into your own. You'll eventually end up into these te- concepts like theta and healing hurt and stuff. Why do you think this way? Why does it hurt this way? And right. what is this? Why is the anger coming out in this way for this yeah. reason? And why does this trigger this? What Why do you feel jealous about this thing? It's so stupid, you know? So tell me something. Maybe you guys can shed some light. Why do women and men think so differently? Because I'm an eloquent, effective communicator. It's part of my job. And I will, you know, if I have a problem with someone um, that I'm in some sort of intimate relationship with, I will tell them, like, you know, it bothers me that you do this. And when oh, I was I a child, like I'm very That's calm. Really nice. I, I express <laughs> I my... I just, I'm, I just dropped the bomb. I don't feel emotions. <laughs> I, I think emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in my head. So, and I'm very introspective. So I will lay out, you know, when I was a child, this happened to me. So I know I react this way. So can you shed some light? And I think I am laying it down, like, so rational. I'm effectively communicating. I'm not pointing the finger at you. I'm talking about myself, which is the only thing I can control. And dudes will look at me like, What? 
the hell are you going on about? Because the woman has a healing nature. <laughs> the nurturing. We're nurturers, the, even if we even if we support ourselves financially, we are not providers. We are nurturers. nurturers. Oh yeah, that's so. Because it leaves no room for the man to step in. You know, that's something that we've I've struggled. Yeah, I've, <coughs> yeah. I've, had, so the, I've the, had quite a journey with that. Man is an, if the man engages his nurturing nature, he will get get into this zone. Yeah. That okay. you that you're trying to understand because that. then he'll be able to communicate. You, oh, I, okay, I understand you. Yeah, you might need these words at this point, or you might need yeah. to back off. So you then you're going into this emotional back and forth as opposed to the logical back and forth talking, talking. I'm not giving you facts and figures type of thing. Yeah. You know? So can you shed some light on how men think? Just is it really I as simple guys, as I would think? Um, no, it's not simple in a dumb way, but just just like is it that? Are, is it are, that? We are hunters, builders. We are hunters and builders. We are gatherers, all that type of front-end stuff. We, when you're, if you look at how a uh, military functions, that is the epitome of organization of men. In my opinion, this is like a yeah, bit yeah. Uh, I'm asking you your opinion. <laughs> like foo-foo? a bit what? It's a bit. Oh, <laughs> God. Get, got more foo-foo than what we were talking about here. So I, <laughs> I was about to get up and hug Reema right the, now. The, the only time, men are usually warring with each other. The only you see men, uh, time you see men come together is when there's that militarized structure. Uh, go, uh, if we're going to build something, there's always that same military structure of let's accomplish this task of building this building, or go out and fight and stuff. Yeah, we need that way of thinking, that that kind of go get it kind of brother 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 code sort of way in order for us to do our job. Okay, is okay. it like a problem solving strategy? What's interesting, I, I, I think, think it is. Yes. Do you feel that way, Oti? I do, but I feel like the one time men get together and don't do that is during prayer. During prayer, and when they're most organized and they're not strategizing anything. Uh, good point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But not uh, not all. all uh, it's not always that men come together to pray like that in a group. It, in Islam, yes, but yeah. not always. I mean, I'm mistaken yeah, from, from a, that a perspective. Yeah. Perspective, because that's what I've seen yeah. in first time. Is there no um, strategy involved in going to the mosque um, without failing every Friday, being seen, seeing, maybe even exposing oneself? Uh, Talking about whose kids are doing what, who's unmarried, but who's not married. But that strategy also goes both ways, doesn't it? Whether it's men or women, like that's the only time. Sure, but it, I, we were we were speaking men. about men, and I'm wondering: yeah. is there still a strategy even in the community of prayer? Uh, they could. Yeah. yeah. Keep in mind, men. Men are like uh, you were talking about. Uh, women have to keep up a. Of veneer and, and and then not say anything outside of the norm and that type of thing to be rejected. Men have to not fail as well, just as much. Of so course. much pressure. And men aren't allowed to speak about pain so because much pain pressure. means you're when you're in a when you're in a military context. If one guy's crying in the corner when we're under fire, that guy's a weak link. You either yeah. hush him up or tell him to get your f-ing ball together because yeah. we're in some shit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So nobody when a man's in when a group of men are in a situation, show the, the weak guy is shut yeah. f- up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, well, he's beaten, bullied, probably. Yeah. Not even bu- bullied. It's like his own pride, like. Yeah. I, we need to survive this. Yeah. Everybody's like that. One thing that's beautiful about men is when they come do the brother thing. I've seen men do this men code. No matter what happens, the code doesn't get broken. It's a, it's yeah. it's losing its prevalence now. Yeah. But uh, you'll find it in the Arab region a lot. Like some of my close friends, we all like roll like that type. Of so even for us, you know how it is when we talk. Like, it's very about yo. Everybody just make sure nobody's feelings are fucked in this process. Honor the code. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's code, and everybody understands this code. That's beautiful. You but, know what I mean? But who taught you the code? It's just innate. It comes from I think your relationship with your dad or your brother. Uh-huh. You're, you're, so you're, it's it's inherited. Yeah. So psychological, like in psychology, they say that um, when a child comes from the mother, it came from the mother's body. So the relationship it has with its mother is the relationship it has with itself. Okay. And the father is the first person outside of the self entity. So the relationship that it has with the father is reflects the relationship it has with 
uh, everybody else in the world. Yeah. Which makes sense. Actually. Makes sense for you and I. Uh, that, it makes uh, it actually need to kind please, of please, never fail, always yeah. get approval. Yeah, it deconstructs me pretty well. I got to say that. But I, I resonate I, with it. Yeah, I do. It, it resonates with me. But very it's, well. it's important like, for men deep. to. It's important for us to understand feminine and masculine energy, right? Because um, with the way men, male, female dynamics has changed in the world now, I feel like men are. They don't realize that certain actions are emasculating them. And women might not realize that certain activities are also causing the emasculation. You I understand? think I need you to explain that a little more. I, I mean, like... The emasculation. I, st- I still haven't worked it out, but like from what I'm seeing, it's like... Sometimes uh, we- women have a lot of power now to do anything they want to do, right? And that's, that's, I know that's I fine and that's fair, <laughs> you know? But there's something in the way that when a woman allows a man to be his man self... That's a problem with people that nurture themselves and are financially independent. It's very difficult for me to show vulnerability yeah. and allow a man to step in because you say, let's do dinner. I'll be like, all right, where do you yeah, want to do? I've got the reservations, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then I see these women that they don't even carry their own handbags. And they're like, oh, menuna. I mean, I want someone also to t- take care of me. Like, I can handle so that, it. I don't need that's you. That's the space. But, you have but to I want, want you to take want care you. of me. But yeah. I I don't know how to give that to show that vulnerability right. and to allow and a man to be I a man. I think the calling of our time is to figure this out because I was hoping you had an answer. Uh, no, right yo, because it's, <laughs> he's it's, like, I got it, nothing it, for it. Can, it can only <laughs> be solved with, with, the, with when you when you find the person you're trying to solve this problem with. That allows commitment from she and he to really kind of say, how can we come together in this day and age? Because I know I can be all look. I'm driving. Just give me the keys, type. But you can drive too. But if you allow the man to be his man self, you'll get the best possible man. Exactly. You know I, mean? I just, yeah. I feel that look, I feel that showing vulnerability is weakness and it's something I have to change in my mind, you know, and redefine. Vulnerability is not weakness. It's humanity, you know, and I think it's that part of the romance of life between men and women. You allow the woman to be the woman, man to be the man. Then you can like the, the, the whole, the whole, the life becomes but, flirtation but between the, the two. I just don't know how to do it. I do everything. <laughs> I do everything. Look what at I this. cannot do. <laughs> Look at this. It's weird. <laughs> it's, it's a weird time. I'm, I'm not saying think, Here's the thing. I don't know about like, I mean, I know about you and you did more, I don't know much about your, like, household, but, like, we're four boys, so there is, there was never a place for, and I'm being the eldest, yeah. right? So, the, we had a strange dynamic, though, even though it's, it's boys, because then, my dad used to joke about it a lot, but I'd, I'd see it in him, where he has this thing where, it's like, as soon as I'm home, I don't, the space, our home, is like, I don't run this. That that's all your mom's, right? It's like outside of the house. It's like yeah, I, I run the city, no problem. I got this covered, right? So he always worked with that state of mind where home is mom's territory. She does whatever she wants. She runs it. Any decision is hers. It's like I'm just the financer, if she, if need be. Even though mom had a job, mom had businesses, and he never interfered with hers. But even then, he's like I just supplied money. Interesting, right? But then outside of the house, he's like I got this. So he used to joke about that a lot, but. I saw that, and then even though for a house just testosterone and boys, we I still saw that dynamic, right? You also saw respect, right? Yeah. So, so there was something <coughs> different there. I never had sisters, but then yeah. I'd get along with, you know, my cousins, a few cousins who hang out with us, or girls in school, or later in college. So these things kind of just came... Because you get a level of respect. You get it. Because I saw that dynamic. Yeah. yeah, but um, you feel it inherently from OT. Like, when I've never felt... 
I mean, I work with OT pretty much every day, and I always feel like I, I feel <laughs> truly equal. And that's not that's something that's really odd for me to say because I think I don't fight with you or with Irshad or with uh, you know Fufu in Malaysia, but I don't fight with them for space. They, they grant me space. Yeah. But I don't know why you guys are like that. But you know what it's like when I'm in meetings. I'm I'm literally like I feel the need to be aggressive, like extremely <laughs> aggressive. It's a trust because I trust that you will give me space. Uh, I and I in, in Italy when I met you and like I saw how you operate I was like if she's operating like that with in her in in this this is basically a womb right yeah I guess you could say that yeah kind of let's just take that because this one is not for rent at the moment <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm waiting for rent baby nine to five or five to nine rent baby so I'm like if that's how you're operating and that's where your mind's at then you appreciate the code. Yeah, I guess there is an inherent There's a, the code, code now. There's, there's yeah. a code. You're you're running through. You're uh, walking right through a code. And then yeah. if if I can trust you on to hold up the code, then we c- then everything's fine. I don't have to fear anything. You know what I'm trying yeah. to say? Yeah. Okay, I see that. And you can feel like I can feel when a guy's been raised by women or around women because <clears throat> I don't feel the guy girl thing. There's oh, not yeah. that underlying sexual thing. It's just like they, they're. It's. I don't want to say it's like having a gay guy friend but it's just like no, I feel so comfortable mm. so comfortable yeah. and you never for a second make me feel like I'm being objectified or I'm a girl yeah. or it's like just the subtle underlying thing I just I can tell I feel really comfortable yeah. around guys that have been raised around women and they also like my brother is raised around five girls I know that he treats every girl the same it's not just like the girl that he wants to smash that a mm. guy wants to smash he opens the door opens the door once he smashes her she walks through thinking you're gonna open the door and pow he's yeah, in the face exactly. you know shit's changed I just got it you know what wow. I mean you can tell because guys raised around women will consistently open the door pre post yeah any sexuality right. you know <laughs> but does the underlying sexuality really make you uncomfortable because i some guys would explain that it's so needs to say maybe uncomfortable i can feel it and i can't with it's, guys that it are just either exists with, i mean yeah, either you guys there or much, it's not I, like it, you know it, if it's there i'll walk around with it a bit yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah, like yeah. i will play will 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 use i'll use it to yeah. my advantage you can I, tell the guys it isn't guys yeah. girl, because it's such a, you know? because it's such a tell it's like a poker tell. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I, I, what's very interesting to me is that when it's not there, I feel relief. I feel, so a, do feel, feel more relief. comfortable. I just yeah. feel relief. Because well, yeah. I don't have to be sexy Susie. <laughs> Everybody meets sexy Susie. I could be like, I, I could just be really me without that the veneer yeah, of yeah. me being honest, a woman yeah. and a potential uh, interest for you. Even if I'm not interested in you, I could you could be looking at me like that. So I've obviously, you know, and and we react to it because it's energy. I have no yeah. option yeah. but to no feel option. it, to yeah. see it, to recognize it. Yeah. But then that's I, um, I, um, that's and for in some guys. Sorry, I just realized. Yeah, man. I, I didn't think Did about you forget it where I was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. In this industry, like. It objectifies women yeah. like no other. Okay. Yeah. Media is hardcore. Yeah. Like, is it? The worst Yo. is casting. The worst is casting because I look through, and you should hear how, how it goes in, in some of the rooms. She's too ugly, too thin, too fat, too brown, too. like. And and I sit there and I'm like, should I say something? And then I'm like, pay rent. And then I'm like, you know, <laughs> should I? And, and then build team. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's all these other things, but that's because, an inherent systematic issue. Because yeah. it's interesting, because I just, sorry, I just remembered. Um, so we had this director with us at work, uh, May, and she is probably hands down one of the smartest people I've met. Yeah. Um, 
you know, this whole argument about left and right brain, it didn't, she didn't fit it that didn't profile. Suit her, yeah. She could be the most artistic person and paint a portrait, and then she could kill an exhaust feed, yeah. right? She did both easily. Wow. And then I remember she was talking about her annual appraisals, and, as a, and she's, a, she's a senior director, and then the comments that she was getting on the appraisal, because it's anonymous, right? People were asking her to be more like, other women who are okay being objectified, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that's the kind of feedback that she's getting. Our industry is wow. a dirty, dirty place. Yeah. It, it's that dirty of an industry. But she's a director. In. She's not even she's not a just a talent. Director. She's better than a lot of the people there. And I, I remember when one of the when one of the heads left, she's next in line. She's like, I'm not going to get it because I'm a girl. They ended up getting the head from Saudi to one Yeah, she knew it. Shop. She knew it. Like she, she called knew it. it. Yeah, of course she did. And I don't know, it just it didn't hit me until you just until, said, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's is. but it, the game is the game is one where it's not like there's a want for women in the industry. There are women in the industry, but it's just like the legal industry or many others. We're we fight. We have to fight harder in our in to, to hold ground. And now you're the majority in now terms of number. Yeah, numbers. We're, but if you look at look at a perfect example, look at the association that represents the. We're not going to mention it, but it's the association <laughs> that represents the advertising industry. Yeah. At the moment, there's. Uh, um, there's two women on the board and I think there are 13 men Yeah, and they're asking how do we get more women how do we get more women in here the answer but is to rise them through the ranks like b like move them through the ranks when, when we go to the university yeah. you'll see I told you the, the entire are class women. is girls wow. OT standing in front of I'm the room like my people <laughs> hello <laughs> my name is OT this is my uh, OT at OTofficial.com <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and my number is, is all you see on the powerpoint is a picture of OT and is like at OT official. <laughs> right, you saw that photo? <laughs> yeah, the only guys in that classroom was the professor and me. What classroom it was, was so it? What I was giving a talk at a university and it's just advertising students. Ad yeah, they're in the comms, they're like advertising and comms classes. And like it's not for a want of having women in the industry. They're just... The, there is a systematic there, it's still systematic um, menta uh, mentality that for whatever reason she doesn't rise you know and then then you've got to play that game you're either objectifying you're like buying in to being appropriated and exotified and blah 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 so you can rise through the top or you hold ground and you decide I'm not going to get that position because I'm not a woman and you, uh, because I'm a woman and that's whatever so tell me then and maybe the guys can answer maybe you can provide do is it true should women sometimes dumb themselves down uh yeah like for me i don't think they should i would never do. advise that like i don't i think it's boring i don't but i make a point i make a point of being unapol unapologetically who i am and there was a time when i i recognized i gotta be i gotta lower i gotta and take my vocabulary down a few notches if I'm going to play in this field. You know that. You don't want to make them like. You don't want to make a, a guy feel in a in a position of power that you're more powerful than him because you're not going to get anywhere. And I'm. I used to be in that position. Obviously now I don't have to be because I have the privilege of of working and building my own teams and building my own business and surrounding myself with people who don't have this mentality. You guys don't. And that's why OT just recognized it right now. How many years you've been in the industry? Yeah, it's been <laughs> like, it's been like, yeah. So, But it's, the thing is, I think you shouldn't try to dumb it down for anybody because um, it's like what you just said. It's, um, and 
you got to choose your battles. Like I use, I am a firecracker. Like I'd say what I'm thinking. I let people know how I feel. If I don't like it, I don't like it. Like um, Reem and I always joke about. I'm like I need to learn how to be nicer about things. He's, he's like, this <laughs> is nice, OT. I'm like, for real? <laughs> you gonna send that like to people? <laughs> yeah. So um, and it didn't matter. You could be the owner of the company and the CEO. You would know what I'm thinking. Um, Which is I, your greatest trait. Yeah, which I is like the that. greatest trait like that, about you. But, you, you know, you I had not to, expose you to certain... <laughs> I had to be politically correct. I yeah. had to learn how to cushion the blow. And I'm, yeah. I still am. Sometimes I'd let loose and just yeah. let it go as is. But it's this process where I had to kind of learn how to not censor myself, but try to get the point across mm-hmm. without being too blunt. You'll notice yeah. that you can get what you want the more diplomatic you are. But, exactly. But it's unfortunately, a very direct link. Yeah, yeah. but for women, <clears throat> diplomacy is submission sometimes and it's it, like diplomacy so for guys is, is very different than it is for, no there are other ways but so, the, so what, it's a path it's a long path what, that's a long route. the actual i think answer to your question is that it's not so much an, uh, the it, men women don't have to answer this question it's men who have to answer the question yeah. because the same goes for women uh, we have to allow women a uh, full space for women to flourish so we get the best possible women we can it's now up to men to have the revolution because fem- women had their revolution, mm-hmm. the feminist movement. Mm-hmm. You know, men, there was no ma- ma- masculine masculine movement. movement. Now we need to kind of look Which at ourselves. Which means to respond to what women are. Yeah, we now to, today. now we need to all come together and say, look, what is the man's role and how we're gonna? We have to re- evaluate how we approach life because yeah. I give you the example of how the guys had that underlying sexual tension. It's like. He needs but that's to what they're saying the lumber sexual is a response to. But he needs to he needs to sort of establish that I am sexually available, I'm sexual sexually capable and I can have you. That's my power type of thing. It's right. because his whole evaluation of himself depends on that type of thing. You know what I'm trying yes, to say? Yes, yes. So He's actually just trying to flourish as a man in this freaking weird type of way. Right. But we need to f- figure out a different way to flourish. And how as does a man. a man flourish when the girl's like, "Oh, I bring home my own bread. Exactly. Um, I own this company that you're sitting in, and uh, I can pay the bill." Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't want to pay the bill. You know? Yeah. And it's this th- weird thing that when you go and you're meeting um, a guy in the West, I mean, here it functions totally differently, yes. and I'm much more accustomed to it here because whether there's sexuality or not, the man takes care of you, and he makes sure that even if he doesn't have a car, he drops you off by taxi and you were not on date you're just friends that's just how it is in america you know you're just like i <laughs> Take don't the train home yeah like i'm like <laughs> you okay, got a bus ticket you know, you or finish not? date and you finish the, the dinner and you're like you know i don't want him to think that there's a barter thing going on and i don't want him to think that i needed a free meal so i'll do the you know fake arab thing which is well uh, i got we go, it i got it I'll we, pay. I'll uh, pay. relax i say dutch <laughs> i say you know i don't dutch. mind paying dutch you know and they'll and sometimes you know they'll say no if they're smart but of course the arabs they do the fake no please no, 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 which i get so angry when i do it but i'll be like are you sure and they'll be like well okay and i'm like that is the last time you're going to see me you know? <laughs> i am you just made your again. bed and you're sleeping in a but i'm very uncomfortable because i don't want them to think that it's a barter thing and i don't need that free meal i really don't but i i'm comfortable with you paying it because that's just how i feel i'd like to be taken care of but i don't even know it's how weird. to act at that part like of the, the meal you like the way it makes you feel but you don't actually need it and then there's that un- underlying thing of that if you if it if it makes you feel good to be taken care of by a man maybe you're like not as much of a woman as you thought you were t- some kind of weird thing you know what or I mean? like oh. a weak and vulnerable yeah, weak or oh something, my God. which is like so no. what is this we need to, we're all confused then no you know i know right? just you're me. right i do give mixed signals because i am i am like i do give mixed signals yeah. because <laughs> when when but you have I 
I, I have to really state that I divide when I'm at work I make all the decisions so as soon as work is off how do you turn that off <clears throat> I try not I try to but it's I fail every probably every day but even like today OT's like what do you want for a sandwich and I'm like I don't know it's not a decision I want to make Get me, yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like these are not uh, I what I want to do is be ta- what I want is to be taken care of yeah. in the little ways yeah. but I don't want you to overarching take care of yeah. me. I just mm-hmm. want little bits you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. Um, but that's been a very difficult thing to articulate. Because the, the, now the man, yeah. man is in a position where he has to read the woman's mind as yeah. well. Because yeah. I'm told... Oh yeah, we expect it. Based, yeah, on, based on my mom and dad <laughs> who were from... A, based on my mom and dad who are from a different generation that I'm supposed to act, but then I'm I'm doing the same thing and I'm getting like... Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. This is a whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. We expect you to... We need to have a huge discussion about this. Are we not? Are we having this? Like, yeah. Well, because so when men, the man, male-female relationship is healed, the world's going to start getting healed. Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? There's this theory I, that a I lot of these. I don't think the world's fragmented that way, though. If you see America, the way it's like the men, it's it's an. There's that that documentary called The Red Pill. I haven't seen it yet, yeah. though. You've been telling Yo, me to watch brother it. Your brother sent us invites. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I have not seen it. I, I know you've that. been so telling me to see there's it. There's this idea that uh, <laughs> the idea of the degree to which the men have been emasculated in America. You know what I mean? And then you the, there'll be repercussions to that because they'll get hyper-masculine. Right. To, to recover them. Bro, bro, yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's what I said when and I interrupted you. college rape and... Because hyper-masculinity. We don't yeah. need this. It's a headache, man. But yeah. maybe, you know I mean? maybe yeah. films like Red Pill are fear-mongering. Like Can you guys talk about red, like what is Red Pill or what oh, is no, it about? I seen it. I the synopsis or something? It's, it's basically this movie it was made by a feminist who wanted to make a documentary about feminism. And then she, she went into circles where there's a ma- male's rights movements. And she realized that they have a lot of valid points. And even in the end, she made a movie like promoting their cause and then contrasting it with certain uh, falsities that are in the feminist movement. Interesting. But she's a feminist herself. I yeah. appreciate I, that kind of. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. She got she yeah. got herself switched by yeah. the process. Yeah. So. But I wonder about that because I can say this. I mean, the the people that I'm the people that I'm surrounded by that are Americans are the men are great communicators because they're usually artists. Um, and the, you know, the, I don't necessarily feel like there's a massive rift between us as men and women. I think we're, it's, it's an evolving dynamic that we in our, as we grow older, are trying to figure out based on the shit we've been through when we were younger. But I don't necessarily feel like we're so distant the way that we need to kind of come together. I don't know, man. I feel I like that book, Men is, Are is From there. Mars really? and Women Are From really? Venus, is yeah. really in full effect. Really? And I think That's they're, interesting. What's about, I think but obviously I'm way, looking for that, and you're, lo- you're yeah. fine, you know? It's, okay. Yeah, I know, and I respect it. I, do. I feel like it's, it's just, with time, women are reacting to something, and then men are reacting to something, and it just keeps evolving and such. Like, yeah. what I was saying when Jay was talking earlier was that... Um, at some point, you had this metrosexual boom, mm. right? Mm. Loved it. And <laughs> 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 I loved it. Dude, I thought dating was like charity for a while. I was like, I was like did you really take longer than me? Yeah. Did you iron your jeans? <laughs> Is there gel on your chest hairs? I was feeling like, moisturized. I could not. You were on a date with You were looking at it the completely <laughs> wrong way. I was like, yo, pluck my eyebrows. I'm stealing your moisturizer. It's true, some of them did I have like a lot of more products. Yeah, that I did. More product, but how can you oh, date that? More products, you know, great 
worked. I because I embraced the weird. There are days the where you take longer yeah. than me to get ready. <laughs> there are days where I thank the Lord that my dad, my my dad was just village folk. Clean loincloth all yeah, the time. Kept it, kept it cool. Well maintained yeah. staff. <laughs> my father too, so I can make those jokes. Right? Okay? Exactly. Um, so then, <laughs> because of that, um, you know, women, I think, with time, their reaction was to become a lot more, a lot stronger, right? And then that resulted in men feeling emasculated. Then comes the lumber sexual. Okay, right? explain That's the lumber sexual, my So friend. the lumber sexual is oh what you're God. seeing until today. Oh, all the guys with the beards, beards now? The, yeah, beards. But here's the thing, that started way back, like, this is the theory I had when I was back in university, right? Which is that the lumber sexual started with... Men wearing more of the the, the lumber shirts. Right? Oh, the lumber yeah. They they stopped taking care of themselves. So yeah. you had a complete extreme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's the right? same. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So because of the met- metrosexuals, then men there was this new extreme that came up of okay. just not caring about hygiene completely. Yeah. Right. And then I'm pretty sure I dated one of those two. <laughs> <laughs> and then clearly, now, my love knows my no requirement <laughs> is your genitalia better be clean, but you can make dirty. <laughs> I thought dirty don't was, give me some crusty, cheesy yeah, smell. You know what? Was was dirty just a look? I thought it was just like was, a vibe. Like no, I just a look. It was it was just a look. And now so then you have the residue of it. Now this middle ground, what you call hipsters, residue. Because now there's a man bun. Night jeans, where I'm like, wow, that girl is got a great <laughs> body, and then I realize it's a guy with, with a, a beard bun and a beard. I'm, I embrace him too. I'm, I'm, so. My love knows no bounds. <laughs> <laughs> One love for all. I got love for all. <laughs> probably unbiased probably love. Fuming in a jealous like fetal in the jealous fetal position. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's just really cool. Like you're seeing these and faces and their reactions. They're definitely not isolated incidents. No. They are reactions. I I'm agree. sure. But there I needs agree. to be a discussion among men for this. What do you mean? We can't have the discussion. We have to have the discussion in a silo. I feel if we start I sitting... I feel like this is something Dave Chappelle should lead. <laughs> yeah. Resurrected from the dead by yes. SNL. Dave Chappelle leads this conversation. Yeah. No, I think if we have it with women, then we'll fall into the trap of taking our cues yes. from women, which is yes. just how we took our cues yes. from our mother. Yes. And that's a problem. Okay, yeah. I, I, agree agree yeah. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. Then you'll start, you'll start just chasing the, uh, 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 what you call it, the approval of the feminine We'll formulate the, the basis oh, that it's about, and you guys will work within that capacity. That's, I and I don't think that's accurate. First, yeah. first solve your own stuff first internally as men and then yeah. bring that to the table to and the then table. there's a, okay, and then let us piss on it yeah. so what it. are you doing at D3 I'm uh, seeing the main stage okay, after Narcy right okay. they hired me for so I don't actually know what I'm doing okay but, uh, well we'll come I'm out doing. and support we'll come yeah. out and support my boy Ovius Ovius <gasps> My boy Ovius, my boy Ovius, um, Ovius from New York. He's just off the chain. You're gonna fucking. Um, actually, he went to Burning Man and Sadia from D3, um, who manages nice. the space stuff. I was like, dude, you just look out for. I told Ovius, look out for my Dubai fan, man. Mm. They heard sounds, and they just found him, <laughs> and they were just like, hello. And then at the end, they're like, we just love you so much, and they're like, Ovius, and my friend was like. You know Susie. He's like Susie, my Pakistanian friend. My Pakistanian. <laughs> I've <friend. laughs> like, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. known this kid. I've known this guy for like six uh, years, yo. I found the video. We should post it. Dude, you gotta get in touch with Ovi. You okay. gotta bring Is him on the here? show. Is he here? Watch him on Arsenio Hall. He what? will give you goosebumps. What does he do? He's a lyricist. He's deep. He's over here. 
No, he's they're flying him in from New York. Oh no! Way. Yeah, yeah, he will Yo. be a blessing is he, and an is honor. He, is he He'll arrive on the seventh or eighth. Right. I'll, I'll hook it up. Yeah, please. yeah, man, dude. And he'll only be here for a tight window, so you got to get on it, right? Because he's only yeah. being flown we've, in. We've got the I'm studios. telling you, Just you guys are going to be blessed, and he would love to meet you. This oh, guy's gonna blow you. No, no, yeah. you're really gonna vibe with him. Yeah. It's gonna be like communication. <laughs> 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 This whole worship for attitude towards technology to me is really stupid. And, and, and if you want to read an interesting book, it's called Giving Up the Gun, uh, which is about the fact that the Japanese chose consciously to ban the gun. And they did it because of the samurai lobby. The samurais thought it was disgusting that a man could spend 30 years becoming a master swordsman and some idiot could pick up a gun and just kill him. They just thought it was just so unesthetic. No limits. <laughs> Who made that one up? No limits? What do you mean? All you are is limits. You're limited in your space. You're limited in the decibels that you can produce.